and a warm welcome to Smashing Secrets Feng Shui. We're your hosts. My name is Chloe. And I'm Joe, And we're a mother and daughter duo. This show is for all of those that are interested in Feng Shui, including those with no previous experience, but would like to learn how you can improve your life and your successes even more than you're doing already. That's right. This is the show for you because we're going to be breaking down the secrets of feng shui, making the principles much more accessible. This is so you can make your good luck better and make your bad luck smaller. And we're going to discuss how to do that with all the other interesting facts and features of feng shui and everything in between. I hope you enjoy listening. Hello, 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 hello. Hi. <laughs> Good morning, my beautiful darling. Good morning. <laughs> it's only morning for another 11 minutes. Is that right? Oh, I like the number 11. It's one is of my favourites. Right is that right? Sorry, math? babes. Is that, the, is that the right math? Well, I'm taking your word for it because I can't see the clock. Okay, good. Yeah, well, no, I think you're correct in your mathing, your right. mathematicking. Great, I love that. And I love that the chair made a really nice opening to the 30-second mark. <laughs> Great. Yeah, let's blame the chair. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me, how are you, chair? How are you, mum? Creaky. Great. Good. Well, it is actually Mother's Day today, so happy Mother's Day. For when you heard this in the UK, it would have been... Just over, no, under two weeks ago. So I hope you all had a lovely Mother's Day. Yeah. Future, future people. Shout out to all the mums. Shout out mums and cat mums, dog mums, pet mums, all the mums. All the mums. All the mums. You're doing a good job. Yeah. Tick. <laughs> A plus. A star. A, A plus. <laughs> right. Shall we get cracking, my sweet... Yes. What are we going to talk about? Well, last time we very um, we got I've got brain mush again. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> last week was all about brain mush, so I just extended <laughs> that to this week. Good. Good. <laughs> so yeah, la- so good. the last episode we introduced lots of different schools of feng shui, and it was a sort of little little introduction. So I thought perhaps it would be a good idea to. to just to explain to people and, and smash a formula, secret formula, so that people can work out their own eight mansions, which is a school of feng shui um, relating to the gua number and the year pillar, pillar even. Is that the same as Bazu? No, okay. no, but there, but uh, I mean, Bazi is really important for feng shui because you find out your favorable and unfavorable elements and what they relate to. Okay. The eight mansions is more to do with directional chi. So it's, it's more to do about positioning yourself. I, I like to use it outside of the home. I, I think um, if you use it just in the home, you're not utilising it. And I think there are other schools utilising it to its maximum potential. But there are other schools in feng shui that I prefer to use, um, such as the Flying Stars and the Form School, because they have more potency over longer periods of time. Eight Mansions is really is useful for a quick tapping into feng shui quickly and putting yourself at an advantage by seating your, positioning yourself, seating yourself in a favourable direction. 
so that you're more likely to have um, an edge over, say, your competitor who might just be sitting in any old direction without any consideration to whether it's favourable or unfavourable. And with eight mansions, it's, it's very easy to quickly work out what your competitor is in as well if you if if you know their year of birth so if you don't know your year of birth then it's not it's it's not worth being strategic it's just better just to concentrate on yourself that's very cunning yes i know <laughs> <laughs> yes some yes, people can be <laughs> <laughs> some people that like feng shui <laughs> well you know. <laughs> have you have you can you give me an example of how you've used this practice strategically in your life? Okay, um years and years and years and years ago I used to do a lot of presentations and lectures. Um I don't know if you remember, but you were a little Yeah, I remember. Little, do you remember we used to go to San Remo in Italy? No, you were tiny. You were only Wait, you did presentations in Italy? Yeah, you even Did came you? with me. Yeah, really. Oh. Yeah, late... was Nan there? No, no. Ma- Nan used to look after you because you were little. So, but a couple of times she did come with me. You came with me to at least one that I can recall. But you were tiny, three or four. I remember four. you going to Africa to do one. That was. I didn't do any lectures in um, Africa. I, I was doing a feng shui job in Nairobi. Oh. We did. Um, I think seven properties or, or no, 10 properties in seven days. I was exhausted. Yeah, that sounds really hard. Yeah. Okay, I remember the one where it was you, me and Nan. And I remember you being quite nervous and I hadn't really seen you be nervous before. So I think that's why it sticks out in my memory. Yeah. And it was a room full of maybe 50 people, like a 50 people audience. I can't remember, darling. There were so have been many. The UK. There were loads. But I used to do the mind, body, and spirit. Um, what do you call them? Gatherings or whatever. It might have been and uh, yeah, and they were they were good fun. But when you're new and you've not done it before, it, you can be quite nervous. I mean, that's only natural. So this is where I did use my eight mansions because I was outside my comfort zone. I hadn't had the experience, or I was very sort of green around the gills and so it gave me an advantage in that I put myself in a favorable direction and was facing a favorable direction so that I had as much favorable chi as I could gather. <laughs> so what, you went in there and you spoke to the organizer and they were like okay yeah we're gonna put you here and they were like no I'm not I'm gonna go over there. No I think I was given an opportunity to um to oh, request decide. it but yeah before oh, it all happened. Yeah, they probably thought I was slightly demanding, dangerous, <laughs> maybe. But I was only, I was only, I would think I would have been quite sweet. I don't think I was a like I'm it's going my way or the highway. <laughs> and, and how do you think it went? Do, do you think it helped your confidence? Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, I remember people coming up to me, and and I rem- and do you remember when we were in Jamaica when we were on that horse um, trick? Yeah, we were in the middle of nowhere, going up and down um, mountains, and that yeah. lady rung me, and she the was asking me some feng shui questions, and I said how did you get my number? And it was um, from one of those lectures. Oh. And yeah, and she, 
she had no idea where we were, but um, it, I must have given her my number at one of these lectures, and she rung me while we were we were horse <laughs> riding horses up and down mountains, and, and we had a little feng shui good. chat there. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's she was so, so sweet. Funny. She was lovely, 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 lovely. So, I mean, because we were moving, I can't tell you what gua direction I was in, uh, <laughs> or, or hers. Well, it's interesting. You were embedded in loads of mountains and you were with horse. So, Well, horse energy is good for my prosperity and mountains are good for my authority. So, you know, you the go. feng shui was... is the feng, That's the thing with feng shui. You can't... It, it can't escape it. It's in the environment. So wherever you are at any point in time, you are tapping into feng shui whether you know it or not. Mm. Maybe so it's good start, to know. Maybe you should start riding some horses. Well, we've, I'm sitting next to a horse right now. Not okay. a real one, might I add. <laughs> a wooden one. Yeah. <laughs> but it's pretty big. Oh, and see, then... that's, that's interesting as well, you know. It's a wood horse. Yeah. Is, is wood good for you? Yeah. Oh, see, that's interesting. If it was like a metal horse, a metallic one made out of steel, would it be... Might better, be... better for my um, studying, Better for which I'm always doing, by the way. You're yeah, never too old. Yeah. Yeah, for homework. But, yeah, metal to me is resources, so that would help support my resources. And um, the the horse symbol of the horse or shape of the horse or associations of the horse are good for my prosperity. So what you're saying is that a wooden horse is better than a real horse. (laughs) No, I like real horses too, and we've got real horses in the field across the house. Yeah, they go past our house all the time. Yeah, but we used to, when we first moved in here, we used to be able to see them grazing. I can still hear them neighing. I I saw one grazing, you know, not that long ago. Yeah, but the hedge is too high. Yeah, it will will probably get thicker as the seasons go across as well. Yeah, I really want somebody to cut the hedge down so I can see the horses again. Or at least trim the hedge. That sounds rude. Do you think if we did it, we'd get told off? Yeah, it's somebody (laughs) else's property. Oh, yeah, fair enough. (laughs) You could probably request it, you know. If it once upon a time, unless they wanted to actually have more privacy for yeah. this reason. <laughs> yeah, that's fair possible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe Just we to, won't do that. You're obstructing my view. Can you please cut down <laughs> your edge? <laughs> They'd be like, what? So anyway, back back to feng shui. So back to eight mansions. So eight mansions is just one school of feng shui. There are many, many, many. But it means that if you are able to work out your gua number, which is based on your year of birth. So you can, do you, are you aware of your gua number? Do you know what your no. gua number is? So we can make you an example. Okay. Okay. So you've got basically gua numbers, um, look at the year of birth and through formula, you can find out whether you are an East House person or a West House person, which is, so it divides it into two groups if you like and then there's subgroups within that which are based on the result of your year of birth so you basically just do some adding up so you take the two so ignore the 19 or the 20 for people that don't know it's 1994 yeah using as an example so you, you take the last two digits nine and four and you add them together 13 and then you you take that one and that three and add them together four that's your gua number is four. Oh, hang okay. on, no, it's not. It's not. <laughs> uh, reverse, reverse, reverse. Everything you just learn, undo it. 
Control no, there's something Z, else. There's, there's, <laughs> there's the formula. So it's not okay. that simple. But you get so you get to four. Okay. Now, it's, it's, it is based on, um, there's two, two different ways to do it based on, now I was going to say gender, but I think being politically correct, it's not the gender you identify with. It's more to do with the reproductive organs you were born with. Okay, so just um, just to be clear, as you have a womb, yeah. you will you will take that number four that you got from nine plus four equals thirteen, one plus three equals four, yeah, uh-huh. and then as a woman or as a a person with a womb, goddess, you you add a five, yeah, add as a, a goddess, as a five, yeah. Why? So because that's the formula, what's and if the, you what's the guys one? If so, if you're born without a womb, then you take that four and you deduct it from ten. Okay. No, you've lost my. Okay, so, so let's say you're a dude. You're a boy. I'm you a don't dude. have a womb. You I'm have something God. else. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you're born in '94. Okay. Yeah. You add the nine and the four. Uh huh. Thirteen. And then you add the one and the three. Four. And then you take that four away uh-huh. from ten. Uh, uh, six, yeah. That's so. As a as somebody without a womb, that would be your gua a six. Okay, okay. Somebody then, with a womb. Uh huh. Add five. Uh, what am I on? Four, five, nine. And so your gua is a nine. Okay, so for women you add five, and for guys you add ten. Deduct 10. Take away 10. Okay. Yeah, well, no, you're not taking away 10. You start with 10 and you take away whatever the figure is. Do you want to do another example? Yeah, right. This this math could probably be good for me. (laughs) I couldn't tell the time earlier, so... (laughs) Let's do me. All right. So you were born 1969. So 6 plus 9 is 15. 1 plus 5 is 6 plus... No. 6 take away... No, 6 plus 5 is 11 so you're 11 and then so we need to reduce it down to one single figure so one plus one okay so it's two yep so you're two and if i if i was without womb yeah you can say that word (laughs) no i'm a mom (laughs) okay so you're you're wait okay you're two if i was if i yeah so if i had a teeny weenie uh-huh. Six plus five. No, hang on. <laughs> six plus nine. <laughs> six plus nine? Oh, yeah, yeah. no, 69. Okay, 1969, six plus nine is... 11. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's 15. <laughs> oh, yeah, your mum. <laughs> six plus nine is 15. Oh, my God. One plus five is six. Ten, and then six, ten... Take away five. No, no, no. Ten, ten take ten, away six is five. Four. It's one. Four. 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 <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm going to oh. tell you this right now. I'm not great at math. I'm much better at art than <laughs> science. Math. I'm not you an think, engineer. <laughs> you think science would, would relish your maths? Uh... <laughs> but, but, so that's the formula. So for women... You yeah. you scale down the two last digits of your year of birth to a single yeah. digit. Yeah. And then add five to get the gua. Mm-hmm. And if you're not a woman, if you're a man or you yeah. 
or you not it's not about identity it's about reproductive it's what biologically you're born with (laughs) then you add your year of birth to down to single figure Uh and then you take that single figure and you take you take it away from 10 yeah and that's how you you. okay good so now i just just can't work out (laughs) (laughs) so now we look at so my 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 yours is two and yours is nine. Mine's nine. Okay. Well, I, I beat you, so no, no, no. It's not about an end to this. <laughs> it's not about whose numbers better than the other. It's about discovering what does that mean. Okay. So, as we a live nine, at number nine. Yeah. Yeah, we do. And so, if you're if you're a nine, that makes you an East House or an East Group person, and if you're a two. That makes you a West Group person. Okay. So other East Group people are those that end up with a number one or a number three or a number four or a number nine. I really felt like I was bingo. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, West Group people, and I'll I'll explain why it's so important. So West Group people are if you end up with a figure two, six, seven, or eight. Now, those numbers are really important in feng shui and have carry um, an energetic pattern. And that energetic pattern is related to directions and colours and shapes. We've we've spoken quite a bit about the bagua and about the low shoe. And this is this is part of it. So number one is a, is associated with the north direction and the element of water, whereas number three and four are both to do with the wood direction and are associated with southeast and east and nine is number associated with the fire element and the south okay mm-hmm. the number two so looking at west group number two and uh, number eight are both earth energies two is based in the southwest and eight is based in the northeast and six and seven are metal and en- uh, numbers or energies and are to do with the west and the northwest. So that gives you a little bit of an idea of if so if, if you can just find out what number you are, you've got an idea of what group you belong to. And it means that East Group people will tend to favour the directions that are associated with the water, the wood, and the fire energies. So that's the southeast, east, south, and north. But depending on what number you are, they'll be in different positions. So We've got eight um, possible energy influences relating to this. So the first one is known as Shen Qi, and that's life generating. That's really important for having um, just really good auspicious luck for wealth and relationship. It favours you for for success and achievement so it's, it means that success and achievement is going to come much more easily more naturally with less effort so just position yourself in your your very best direction your shin direction that includes your home as well if you were i mean i, t- I know i said that i tend to use other schools on the home but if your home is facing your favorable direction that's a good thing Mm-hmm. But if you're in, if you're using this system outside of the home, then you position yourself in meetings or 
presentations, whatever, in, and you put yourself in that best direction. The second best direction is something called Tian Yi, which is also known as Heavenly Doctor. And this is really good for, for your health. And it's also good for relationships. It's, 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 it's auspicious, but it's not as auspicious as your best direction. This is your second best direction. And it can help um, attract helpful people to your cause. So if you're looking for support, then you, would, you could tap into this one. Then we've got another one, your third best direction, which is to do with longevity. Um, again, it's really good for health, wealth and relationships, but it's not as auspicious as the first two but it's still very good and it's really good for connecting with others and just just generally having an easier time and then the the next one fuwei is about is about stability and it's your now we're in your fourth best direction so again it's it's still very lucky and yet it's not as lucky as the the other three and then you've got four unlucky directions, and they get they get sort of more severe as 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 you go down the line. So the the less severe is one that's to do with just just general sort of setbacks, um, things not going quite according to plan, maybe some delays, obstructions that you you weren't aware of, but they occur all the time. Uh, they've they've occurred anyway, and that would be your fifth direction. So you're, you're, it's not as, it's not, it's not, it's not unlucky, but it's not favorable either. It's sort of more neutral, but it's, it's not really helpful. It, it could actually cause some hindrance. Then you've got something that's more severe in terms of hindrance. And this is known as five ghosts. And this could be to do with Spooky. some, huh? Spooky. So yeah, sabotage. It could be to do with gossip and things not going according to plan, but it could be because there's some hidden resentment or jealousy, something like that. So you want to avoid this one. And then we get to one that's more severe. This is known as six killings. So this is where there's actual real obstruction and delays. Could be accidents, um, could be uh, some trauma perhaps that's um, interfering with the smooth path that you were hoping for and instead it's gone all a bit crooked and it's all got things have got going wrong and um, maybe you've been betrayed by some people that you thought were loyal so that's it's really not good but there's an even worse one which is to do with real problems and could be life-threatening it could be everything's completely gone wrong there's no return it can be can be very um sabotaging worse than that i was thinking destructive um, yeah very destructive detrimental very detrimental by the way the one the one above that robberies and things like that that can come through as well so so this so we really want to avoid our unlucky directions and we want to encourage more of our favorable directions and as I say, I don't want people to worry about their their home because there's other schools of feng shui that are really important and have a, a much more powerful impact. So you can, such as flying stars and land school, where the energies can be very, well, the energies that you're tapping into are already auspicious. And then if you add this school on top of it, you can really boost your good luck. But Add a little spice. Yeah, yeah. 
So I'll just quickly run through each one and then you can ask me any questions because there is something glaringly obvious that applies to you and me because we're, I'm, a, I'm West House and you're East House. So if you're Guar number one, your best direction starts with the southeast. Your second best direction is the east. Your third best direction is the south. And your fourth best direction is the north. Then in order of impact, your first unfavourable direction would be west. The second one would be northeast. The third one would be northwest. And the very worst direction is southwest. So they're directions to avoid. If your gua is a three, your very best direction would be a south. Your second best direction would be north. Your third best direction would be southeast. And your fourth best direction is east. And then in order of getting worse, if you like, is southwest, northwest, northeast, and the worst one, the life-threatening one, would be west. If your guar is four, your best direction is north, second best is south, third is east, fourth is southeast, then in all descending order of whatever, the bad luck, then we've got northwest, southwest, west, and your worst would be northeast. This is yours now, babes. Fire, uh, Guar 9, best direction, east. Lucky for you, our front door's in the east. Boom. The heavenly doctor is in southeast. That's where we've got all the plants. Also good for money. Uh, your long life is favoured in the north and stability is in the south. Least favourable, northeast, west, southwest, northwest. I'm so glad that Nan's is northeast. <laughs> <laughs> Nan? Yeah, she's northeast from here. Oh, yeah, that's right. Actually, travelling in directions. Yeah. This works well for me. That's my best direction. Mm. So. So that's that's all of that's East House people. So for all the East House people, you now have your lucky directions and your unlucky directions. But please do email or message either myself or Chloe just to reiterate that. So now moving to West Group. So if you're a two, oh, by the way, fives, fives and twos. If you work out your numbers of five, concentrate on West House two. So West House two, that's me. Best direction, northeast. Second best, west. Third, northwest. Fourth, southwest. Least favourable, east, southeast, south and north. And do you remember when I got all um, teary when I was sitting in the north? Yeah. That's why you moved me to the south. Slightly better. (laughs) (laughs) What can I say? (laughs) My intuition said, get her out <laughs> to be honest it was the noise the noise um at the back of the house with all the builders and everything oh, drove me mental oh my god i can totally vouch for this like i do podcasts this like this isn't the only one i do and sound pollution is just awful but they seem to have stopped now yeah yeah but that whole covid period everyone was just 
yeah, doing DIY really and oh god, I couldn't bear it. No, made me very sensitive to sound. Yeah. Okay, so carrying on. So um, now we're looking at people who have a gua of six. That's a metal energy, and so they favour earth and metal directions. That so in all in in order, best being west, second best northeast, uh, third best for a gua six is southwest. Next one, northwest, least um, moving into descending order of least favourable, southeast, east, north, and south, worst being south. And Gua 7 has a best direction of northwest, second best is southwest, third best is northeast, fourth best west, and then in least is north, south, southeast, and east. And then for Gua 8s, best direction is southwest, next northwest, next west, next northeast, and then least favourable, south, north, east, very worst, southeast. So obviously you're going to have some people that are together, and such as you and I, and one favours an east house and the other one favours a west house. So yeah. what do we do? Um, cross-reference and find favourable directions for both of us? Is that possible? Yeah, you can do that. So somebody sort of compromises. But what I do is focus on flying stars. (gasps) Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) So, So it means that the eight mansion school, East House and West House groups, you can just use this um, system for your feng shui, but you will find bigger, greater, and long, more long-lasting results by using the system with other schools, such as form school, which I think is the, probably the most important because that's natural energy accumulating around you. So you put yourself in an area where there's good feng shui. So you've got support behind you, support to the sides, open space in front. Remember, the energy of the dragon is dispersed at the boundary of water. So you want to have river or stream or ocean in front of you, not to the side or to the back. If you've got a higher building to your left, that's going to be more favourable. That's your dragon chi, celestial dragon chi. That's going to be more favourable than if you were to have a higher building to your right that's going to be your celestial tiger so that means there could be problems with authority or difficulty with neighbors if you've got problems with neighbors could be that's what's going on and you want to have a nice strong support at the back of you ideally a mountain but it could be a natural hill or it could be it could be a building and that gives you your your back of your property strength and support and it stops your good luck from draining away leaking away there's something called a tiger's mouth in terms of landscape description. And that's where you've got two buildings at the back of you, but there's a gap in between. And that gap could be like a drain for draining out chi. So the, the cheese there's escaping. So you could have all the feng shui flying stars, all the everything with bells and whistles and everything all going on on the interior of the property but you're only getting limited results well it could be that your chi is escaping like a sieve is draining away and that's known as a tiger's mouth 
to prevent that or to reduce the potential of that or the potency of that, I would suggest putting up evergreen trees or putting up a structure that's at least six foot high so that it, it acts as a plug or a, it, it slows down that energy from escaping. But if you have natural land formation in your environment, such as mountains or hills, you're going to have good energy because you've got lots of dragons nearby. And the energy of the dragons will be pooling wherever there's a flat area. And the, the reverse is true. If you live in an area that's very, very flat, then the anywhere where there's a small hill, somewhere that you, you've got in your, if you look out your window and you can see the land is raised either to the back of you or to the side of you, then you're going to be tapping into that dragon there. So mountains and shapes of the contours of the land are really important and different shapes will have different energy influences. For example, uh, a mountain with a very sharp peak, like say Mount Fuji, where you've got that very obvious triangle shape. Well, when we did, we talked about shapes and colours, we can recognise that as having strong fire energy. So mm. lots of spiritual energy. And if you have, um, uh, say, a very hill or that's maybe quite flat and square shape, then you would know it's got it's got a greater earth influence. And then again, one that's more rectangular shape would have a more wood energy. But then, of course, you've got to look at natural woods as well if it's covered in trees and things. What about so, sand dunes? Like I'm thinking about a scale that's much smaller than a mountain. You know, like sand dunes are really like bumpy. Yeah. Well, if they if they're anything within a regular, well, I mean, sand dunes. You've you've also got a lack of water, haven't you? That's why it's all all the land and everything's eroded to sand. So you've got you, the in that area, the best feng shui would be wherever there's water. So, you, so you'd so you have to think about, that's why the oasis is like that paradise or association of paradise is where the water is is found in that kind of environment, in that desert environment. But you do have to look at the shapes of them as well. I mean, some sand dunes are huge, massive. I'm thinking of sand dunes that you get on the foreshore of the sea. Well, it depends on the size of them. So I, when you said sand dunes, I was thinking of much bigger the things you get in deserts. Mm. But if you're on the foreshore of a sea, it ha they'd have to be of a reasonable size. I mean, um, sort of six foot or above, I would have thought, mm. because otherwise um, then the wind's just going to roll over them, isn't there? So mm. that because feng, feng shui, the word feng shui is to do with um, wind and water, those invisible currents of, of, of energy that you can't really see. Well, you can see the water, but you can't see the currents easily. And same for wind. I suppose you can see a tornado, but you can't see the current of the wind. But, that, but that's what it means. It's the invisible forces of energy that are shaping our world, our destiny, our environment. I would pay more attention to something if it had, if it was six, at least six foot high. It has to be substantial in order to be influential. If it's if it's a small little thing, it's not going to have much of an impact. Fair enough, that makes sense. Yeah. So you look at the size and shape and the positioning. So you, you find out. So for as a West Group person, my quad being two, if I had substantial hills in the northeast, west, northwest and southwest, I would have better luck 
than if they were in the east, south, east, south and north. But that being said, period nine definitely favours a mountain or a hill within view of your property located in the south of your home. Mm-hmm. So period nine, feng shui is slightly different, even with flying stars. It's um, going to be different. But we'll talk about that later because I don't want to get too complicated. Mm. Yeah, we should do an episode on period nine. Yeah, like a greater one. There, there are some, if people are interested, there are courses out there already. Um, Joey Yap has um, got some and and one of his um, colleagues, Iverson Lee, I believe has um, has got a period nine masterclass. But there's definitely resources online um, which are free. But if people really want to study it and get ahead, because period nine's coming, we can't avoid it, then I would... Come in. Yeah, I'd recommend studying or or looking up the resources that Joey Yap's got because he's very good for education and books, resources. He's, He's got quite a lot. Just to mention, we're not affiliated or sponsored by him. But no, no, we sure we're do not. Love him. No, well, uh, the, the, he he's very good at getting um, information out and and um, providing people with either the software or the books in order to 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 find the out. Tools. Yeah, yeah, he 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 he. I think he's you know respect. Mm. But there okay. are other people as well. Okay, cool. Well, to summarise from what I've learned today is um, to get your gua, is it gua? Yeah. Number, you have to do a calculation. I won't get into that. Uh, Rewind (laughs) to about six minutes in, okay, and uh, feel the torture of listening to that. (laughs) Um, So then you get your number, and then that can put you in a category of west or east group, and then within that you can find out your favourable directions. Yep, yep, yep. And if you are partnered with in any platonic or romantic relationship or anything more than that, then you can look at flying stars, right? I I would always look at flying stars. I think flying stars are the, the it's a powerful school, and but eight mansions can be used as well as flying stars. So, okay. if people aren't aware of what their flying stars are, then they can use eight mansions as a first step into looking at feng shui and the advantage of eight mansions is that it's not fixed to the property flying stars are fixed to the property eight mansions you can take anywhere anywhere at all you can use them it's like nine star key you can use them for traveling directions like today we're going to travel to see nan so we're going to be traveling north east and then coming home we'll be traveling southwest so that's great for me not so for you but so eight mansions you can use anywhere flying stars are are fixed to the property but you can overlap them as well so if you've got two people that are living in the same property one's an east house one's a uh, west house then you can and you can't change the front door obviously in fact this house is favors you better than it does me because we're facing south and our main entrance is in the east. So these are all really lucky directions for you. Damn right. 
Yeah, but because my water energy is so so strong, I also am benefiting from the wood and the fire. Even though they're not my best directions, they're good elements for me because wood will draw up my water and fire represents my wealth and prosperity. So it's impossible to get 100% perfect feng shui all the time. But if you can identify where your power points are, where your good energies are, and you align yourself with those, so you put yourself in an area where there is lucky stars, if it's flying stars, but if it's also a lucky direction using the eight mansion formula, then you're already at an advantage. You're already knowing your heart and soul that you're absorbing good energy. And then, yeah, and then you're going to be stronger accordingly. Tick, 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 A plus plus. (laughs) So any questions, please feel free. And um, I'll let Chloe answer because she's now a master. Yep. Just don't let me do any math, all right? <laughs> or just give me a bit more time. <laughs> so should we do a, a an astrology chart, an, an example? Yeah, and then okay. we should off skis to Nans. Can't yeah, wait to go in that southeast direction. No, no, that doesn't make sense. Northeast. Northeast. See, it's yeah. already sabotaging my brain. <laughs> northeast, yes. Okay, so today we have a ladies date of birth and she was born on the 10th of the 10th 84 which is the 10th of october 84 at 4 a.m is that you lovely listener you have won today's mini reading (laughs) mom i'll let you take it from here okay i'm just adding the time okay interesting so we have somebody who has fire as their uh, master element, and let's, let's let's break it down in stages. So for the year of birth, we have the heavenly stem of Yang wood sitting on top of the earthly branch of Yang water in the shape of the rat. So this person was born during the year of the wooden rat. We know that water nurtures wood, so the strongest influence on the year would be yang wood. Wood to a fire person is essential because it's fuel. And this um, yang wood to a yin fire is a practical energy. So we've got a resourceful, practical energy. And generally, and so so. Uh, wood, as we've spoken before, can be very action orientated. Wood can also, when it's um, quite strong, as it is in this position, can also be a little bit of a perfectionist or seeking perfection and can get easily irritated or frustrated if um, if things aren't going according to plan. But they're very, they're the first people to jump up and help. Generally speaking, this will occur. But And also we've got the knowledge and wisdom and intelligence inside the rat. So this person is probably very practical and action-orientated, could also have creative or artistic or healing interests, maybe medical interests, and has the knowledge and wisdom to carry things through. But the downside is if plans are disrupted or things don't go according to plan, this person is more likely to shout in frustration or irritable, become irritable based on being let down perhaps by the situation. 
And we've got in the month of birth, so year is more general and work-orientated, the month of birth is to do with personality and character. And again, we've got yang wood, strong yang wood, and on top of the earthly branch of the dog. Now, we know that people with energy of the dog, such as yourself, tend to be very loyal and have a lot of time and patience and reliability. And in this position, it comes through in their personality and character. But with the earth energy, that also has bearing on work and what they do with their time. Now, if this person is a mum, it could be that she's devoted to the family and is working hard for the benefit of the children. Very practical energy. But then also, if this person is in the medical field, I would imagine there's a lot of stress going on because we know that wood has the ability to break up the earth. And the only solution for that would be the fire element. So this person works really hard. There's a lot, lots of resources, lots of knowledge. I think this person's very wise and knowledgeable, but I think they really work hard on the benefit of others, looking after other people. So a very caring person. Maybe somebody who's also in a position of authority, perhaps or should be, if we look a bit further into the chart, I can see on the day of birth, we've got yin fire, that's the master element, sitting on top of the ox. So the season, October, and the day of birth are very much indicating this person's very hardworking and it's not getting a lot of su support from other people, but is perhaps devoting their life for or devote all of their energies devoting for the well-being or, or happiness of others. So I think if I were doing this person's feng shui, I would be looking at perhaps increasing the fire element just to give them a bit more support and a bit more time for themselves. If I look at the hour of birth, we've got more harmony. We've got we've got yang water, and even though we know that yang water can can put out fire. Yang Water Ren, Ebony Stem, actually combines with the Yin Fi Ding Star, makes wood. So we've got more fuel, more resources at this person's disposal. And because she was born during the hour of the tiger, then that also shows that she does have support, perhaps with people in authority. So people are, so as she gets older, people will recognize her abilities and give her more support. But I would still be looking at increasing the fire. Let's look at some clashes and combinations. So we've got one combination with the heavenly stem of yang water combining with yin fire. Oh, by the way, somebody sent in a question. Um, can um, clashes and combinations relate to relationships? Yes, they can. Okay. Tick. <laughs> so we've got another combination with the hour of the tiger combining with the month star of the dog that makes fire great really good and then this person's still going to work their butt off because we've got yin the energy of the yin earth ox in their day of birth who they are essentially oxes tend to be hard working just imagine the energy of the ox in the field constantly one step at a time just getting things done 
no complaint, just cracking on. Well, the ox combines with the rat. So generally speaking, this person, I think, is dedicated to their their work or their children because as women, we produce children. So it could it could be both. So we do have lots of fire, earth, wood. What we don't see much of, apart from what's hidden inside, is in the ox, is metal. And metal is important for fire people for wealth and prosperity. If I look at her luck pillar, which began at 31 and continued till she's 41, so she's now got a couple more years, we do have metal and fire. We've got the heavenly stem of yang metal over the earthly branch of the horse. Well, the horse um, is not supporting the yang metal because it's it has the ability to reduce the metal unless it's got some earth. Mm, so we've got triple. So, so the horse is going to clash with the rat. So generally, things being a bit disrupted at work. Well, that would be interesting if they're working in hospitals. They would have had lots and lots of disruption to their normal um, medicine because they would COVID. have been, yeah, exactly. This thing, COVID 2020, rats going to clash with their horse. So anybody that's got the horse in the chart would have had more of an impact than somebody without the horse. But the horse is also combining with the tiger and the dog, so we've got a triple harmony effect. So people were there to help out. People she could delegate or be part of a team, very important. That's going to continue until she moves into her next luck pillar. But let's look at, again, at between the age of 31 and 41, but particularly between the age of 31 to 36, that yang metal. Now, yang metal, you would think, be favourable for her for prosperity but it actually clashes with the yang wood. So yang metal and yang wood are, are having quite a hard time of it, where it's just like metal's cutting a tree. So in her work, based on the year and the month, there would have been some, some severe challenges, some difficulties, um, unexpected challenges over those years, and that would also tie in with COVID. Fortunately, things do get a lot easier in her next luck pillar. So from from the age 41 to 51 or from 2024 onwards, period nine, she's generally going to benefit from period nine with the fire, just um, it's going to be important for relationships. But she's got the next luck pillar is governed by the energy of yin earth, which combines with yang wood. So where she had that challenging difficulty, now instead everything's going to be more to do with harmony and gen, just generally and in her character and personality. And that yin earth is supported by the earthly branch of the snake. The snake combines with the house of spouse star, the ox. So that means better relationships all round, not just in work but in personal life as well. So if there were troubles difficulties they should be resolved or be the the worst part's already over and things should start to get easier so she's got practical energy this year she's got more spiritual energies coming through next year actually this march is good for spiritual things she needs to be careful not to be too hard on herself because if there's a self penalty it'll come up 
with the um, yin wood of this month of March, but also next year's the year of the rabbit. Well, that does bring out self-penalty to people that carry the rat. So she's got to be careful not to put herself, not to wear herself out on behalf of others and to instead be kind to herself and do lots of gentle things that are going to make her feel better and stronger. But the stars, the worst has passed. The stars are now playing a more supportive role. And then in the next couple of years, work should really take off, whether she changed jobs or something in her current job changes naturally. But the stars are saying things are going to about to get easier. So if this lady is, is having a difficult time or has had a difficult time, please be aware things are naturally going to get better and better and better every day in every way things will get easier and better for you and you can help you can help that by doing yourself by doing um increasing the fire energy gently if you you've got lots of fire energy going on or the the fire energy is naturally going to start to get stronger so helpful for friends and family but you can increase that now with the lighting in the south i don't think she needs to worry about anything else i think it's all starting to to become easier but if she it does want some deeper feng shui advice then i'll be happy to help just um, send me a message a plus <laughs> did i do okay did i pass yeah, yeah you got an a plus oh you you're too good flying stars <laughs> <laughs> how good is that that is such a good pun oh Oh, no, I didn't get it. It went over my head and now Nan's ringing. Okay. Sh- shall I pick up to Nan? Um, okay. <laughs> Hi, Mum. I'm okay. We're just doing a podcast. All right. <laughs> I'll speak to you later. All right, Mum. Um, we're going to be leaving soon. We've just finished. Oh, okay. Well, look, I'll check the, I'll say, check the roads because um, I don't know what they're going to be like. All right, Mum. I'll call you back in a minute. Yeah, it took me two hours to get to Kate, so... I know you said. Oh, all right, bye. Love you. Thank you, bye. 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 Oh, Nana. All right. Well, let's skedaddle and go see her. Yeah, she said the traffic's <laughs> bad. Shout out, Nan. Does she go Love to you, Kate's... Nan. Did she go to Kate's today? Yesterday. Oh, okay, right. I was like, wow, she is on a mission, this Oh, lady. the traffic's really bad. Okay, well, let's... It's going to be tough getting out of Hampton Court. Okay. Great, I can't wait. That, that northeast direction is coming. Already <laughs> kicking in. Okay, well, let's say well, It's good for mom. me. Right, turn <laughs> off the phone. All right, love you, babes. No, no, you, you're, not, you're not loving me. You're loving the people that are listening. I am loving them too. Thank you so much for your knowledge today, Mom, and thank you to you for tuning in. Uh, I've enjoyed today's lesson. I don't know math. I apologise for that. Um, I know other things. Um, <laughs> you know how to edit the podcast so you can cut out all my bloopers. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we will catch you next time. And thank you so much for your time tuning in today. We love you and we can't wait to greet you next time. Echoed by me. Great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, two pips. Bye. Two. Bye. Bye. Wish us luck in the traffic. Yeah, please. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
That was the chair. <laughs> Bye, chair. <laughs> I can't hear it. <laughs> I thought I pressed stop already. <laughs>